former Cardinal bet you is truly the gift that keeps on giving. I've never been a merchandising guy myself, but I should almost put his face on a Christmas sweater. A story came out about him that is indicative of the state of things in Vatican City that viewed from a certain point of view is quite humorous. As it turns out, Betchew had a rather high opinion of himself, and the story of his handling of Francis's wallet dashed all his high hopes to pieces in a way that can only be described as karmic, in the general colloquial sense, obviously not in the theological sense. The Betchew story is a complicated one that every time I think we're done hearing from the now former cardinal, he just keeps popping up again. Let's get into this because I personally found this story quite amusing and it's also a little revealing. The short version is that Betchew actually thought he would be the next pope. The term for that is papabile. It is a term that does not mean I personally think he would make a good pope. It means that he has a chance of getting made pope by his peers among the cardinals. The term means capable of being pope, and by capable we tend to mean he has a chance of getting the post. That's it. It's why I'm skeptical of the Burks and Sarahs getting called Papa Bile, because it would require at least some of the 57% of the cardinals selected by Francis to choose them. That's nothing to say a Vigano or the bishop from Kazakhstan or anyone from, say, the Byzantine Rite getting the nod. Not because they wouldn't make a decent pope, but because they certainly are not seen as capable of being pope by the 57% of the bishops chosen by Francis to be cardinals for the coming conclave. And yes, I do believe that we have a conclave coming in the next couple of years. Why? Because clearly, as I've tried to demonstrate in numerous recent videos, Francis believes that there is a conclave coming, and has been doing the work necessary to make that happen. But let's get back to Betchew. Our story is a continuation of the story of the cardinal who, as it is said to have happened, used Francis's resources to support building condominiums in London, uh, making movies, that sort of thing, as well as other personal operations that have involved the Vatican Institute for Religious Works that all pointed that Cart that Betchew was probably not the best man for the job, which, by the way, was to be high in the hierarchical process for the approval of canonizing saints, which I personally feel you need someone of the most stellar quality to be in that position, given the permanency of canonizations. Now, if his uses of, of these resources had been to make, say, a movie about John Paul II or Stanley Rother or Oscar Romero, any of these figures, regardless of what you might think of them, you would at least understand the use for this because it would be to support the propagation of the faith as is taught by the Vatican these days. And we wouldn't even be having, you know, talking about this stuff right now. But a lot of people have looked at his canonizations that were done under Francis, and I've raised an eyebrow at some of the selections, and for good reason to be honest, and Betchew was a rather integral part of the process in an essential way for the last few years. Betchew took his story to L'Espresso, the Italian outlet, and by took it to them, I don't mean he spoke with them either. He said that he basically got the same treatment from them that Pell did, and that this wasn't a real issue, that no official action had been taken by the Pope. Nothing. Except, of course, for no longer being a cardinal in the Roman Curia. That is not exactly a small thing to have been done by Francis, to be sure. Some of what Betchew said about La Espresso is interesting. He has said that a full eight hours before his personal meeting with Francis, that resulted in him no longer being a cardinal, La Espresso had a webpage ready talking about what would happen at that meeting as if it had already happened, according to the website's metadata. That's interesting, if it's true. All that is interesting and frankly sounds familiar right now, but this is the most interesting part to me. Betchew is saying that the next conclave wouldn't be real conclave without him. 
According to his hypothesis, it goes something like this. As a powerful cardinal with pastoral and curial experience, Betchew had been considered Papa Bile before everything changed with these recent stories. But Betchew has since said that by no longer being a cardinal, that Betchew had lost his chance to one day become pope. I guess that's technically true. He also said that his absence from a future conclave as a participating cardinal would essentially make it not real and would possibly cause schism in a second conclave. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. Betchew was the number two person, though, at the, one of the most powerful curial dicasteries in Rome, and as such was an important figure, one that, frankly, most Catholics had never heard of. He isn't like a Cardinal Togley or Seanborn or Burke or Sarah or Perelin. Catholics who pay at least a little attention have at least heard these names. But Betchew wasn't someone most of us were familiar with until it all this happened, which may not mean anything in reality. I mean, after all, a man isn't made Pope because of how the lady would respond to him the vast majority of the time, at least since the period when the Cardinals started choosing the Pope. As an aside, back in, in more ancient times, it used to be the practice that the lady of the Archdiocese of Rome would choose the Pope, not the Cardinals. Apparently that is still the case today if there was some kind of extraordinary situation, a point that set of a contest make when answering the objection to their position on the state of the papacy, one that isn't acknowledged by most who disagree with their take on things. I'm not a set of a contest and I'm not endorsing their position, but I thought and it was an interesting thing to note here. But that isn't the case anymore, at least in practice. The next conclave will be decided by men like Cardinals Tagle, Zuppi, Perlin, Farrell, Gregory, and so on and so forth. And I just had a mental image of Cardinal Gregory stepping out on the loggia at the end of a short conclave as the next pope. You may not like that image, but let's be honest, he is far more likely to be the next pope than, say, Vigano, or the bishop from Kazakhstan, or even Cardinal Sarah, unless the curia wants to shift towards a quiet but short period of largely quiet from the papacy, which I don't really see happening. The bishops chosen by Francis to be cardinals have a lot in common, and one of the things is the concept of synodality. They all love it. They all love the process of having many councils every other year. They all love the meetings at the Vatican that result in Francis expounding upon his vision for the world, and social encyclicals that don't really read like Catholic social teaching, but instead read like something Caesar would write. And they love his trifecta of encyclicals that he has released that have really given his vision for the Catholic Church. But why? Because Francis has been very, very adept at bringing his desires for the Church into full fruition. Say what you want about him, but at the end of the day, Pope Francis has been very good at achieving his goals. A fascinating part of the story about Betchew that isn't being widely talked about is that he was consecrated by Cardinal Sodano. Yes, that Sodano. The late bishop who was the main man behind Francis becoming Pope and the transformation of the Curia to what it is today. I went over Sodano in brief on Friday, and to review, he was the main man behind keeping Uncle Ted in good with the Vatican. Sodano was the one who got Uncle Ted made a bishop, and then an archbishop, and then a cardinal. Sodano was Ted's biggest fan, you could say. And he was the principal consecrator of Betchew, meaning he was the main bishop who led the ceremony, elevating Betchew from being a mere priest to a, priest, to a prince of the apostles. This hasn't been noticed by anyone else as far as I can tell, which is strange, but it was the first thing I checked once Betchew started talking about being Papa Bile. So the question is this. Is Betchew's involvement in all this just another sign that this is a very much still Uncle Ted's Roman Curia? That's an important question, I think. Some have said so, and I tend to think they're right. But there's been precious little mention of the two of them together, of Uncle Ted and Cardinal Betchew, which is also strange given the state of things at the Vatican. Now, what do you think about this? 
Let me know your thoughts in the comments, please. And this request is going to sound a little odd, but pray for everyone that I mentioned here. They need your prayers, and personally, I find it humbling to pray for people that I don't personally approve of, to put it mildly. And our blessed Lord Jesus Christ told us to do that, so please pray for them. But let me know what you think about this. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.